0: Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. If you are a regular listener, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of One of a Kind You. If you are a new listener, I am so excited that you decided to stop by and take a listen Thank you so much for being interested in checking out this podcast to see what it's all about. So if you're new, the way that this podcast works is I share a journal entry of mine from about five or six years ago, and I reflect what I know now and what I wish I had known then, um, since now I've done the inner work and I am a certified life coach. So this journal entry is from April 28th, 2016. I write, I went to the Native American Medicine Wheel at Nancy's last night. It was fascinating to learn about. Gordy is a good storyteller and public speaker, so that makes the class even more interesting. It is amazing how much insight Native Americans have about people and the world around them. The tests and information were spot on. I am a Northwest with a strong E. I guess I was a Northwest before I even took the test. I am a warrior that is in my head a lot. The E signifies that I am always looking ahead. I am all these things and do these things. What it comes down to is my childhood. My life experiences shaped me to be a fighter. I am so over my childhood and the impact it has had on me. It brings back the feeling of what if and what could have been. I try to put it aside because Joel says that God has our life planned for us and we have experiences for a reason. I believe this wholeheartedly because of the things I've experienced and where I am now. I am looking forward to additional Native American Medicine Wheel classes. So this journal entry is... I'll say, pretty insightful into where I was at that point in my in my healing journey, but uh, for, for the fact that at this point in my healing journey, I was really starting to get curious into spirituality. I had been listening to Joel Osteen on the radio for a while. That was my equivalent of going to church. I thought that if you went to church, that was spirituality. I didn't realize that uh, there was so much more to spirituality than just reading a Bible and going to church. So... Um, just a little backstory is Nancy is a dear friend of mine we met in January of 2016 at the Cecil College Mind Body Spirit Fest and I went there thinking that I was gonna learn more about yoga and meditation because I was just getting into those things uh, and was completely blown away with all of the different um, spiritual aspects that were being presented there so there was um, aura photography past life regressions Uh, John of God Crystal Healing Bed, and if anyone watches Netflix, you'll see that there is currently a documentary on John of God and uh, the very wrong things that he did, Um, but I will say I did meet a practitioner there who has a John of God Crystal Healing Bed, and that was such a profound experience. It has a crystal and a light aligned to each chakra that's over your body, and I had never done anything like that before. Um, but that was where I met Nancy and that was my first I'll say ever reading that I had and Nancy was really spot-on with um, all the things that she was saying in the reading knowing nothing about me except for my name and so Gordy is her husband and he since passed um, it's been a year and a half now since he's passed away Uh, but he was very much an expert on the Native American medicine wheel and Nancy would offer classes in her home studio on angels, and Reiki, and crystals, and the Native American medicine wheel, and she offered Reiki uh, healing sessions, and so um, I just absolutely loved going to Nancy's to take all of these classes. I was eyes wide open, and so um, I haven't really ever shared much with anyone about um, the spiritual practices that I participate in. Uh, Because usually when I do, in the past when I have, people have looked at me like I have 10 heads. Um, But I'm learning to accept that, you know, this is the way that I am. This is part of me, and not everyone's going to like it, and that's okay. Um, And I especially get a lot of slack from my 12-year-old because she thinks it's um, weird to have crystals. and But my 8-year-old, well, she's 9 now, she's obsessed with crystals too. So she has her own little crystal collection she just got oracle cards for kids for Christmas that have spirit animals on them. Um, so Casey, my younger, is very much following in my footsteps. But I digress. So with that also being said is that I am actually, um, I, I just moved, which I've mentioned before. And and on my property, we have a barn that was built in 1910. And so once I can get the barn cleaned out, um, I'm going to start offering um reiki and crystal classes and chakra classes and um i have a friend who uh, a different friend who does reiki her name is jackie she was actually a guest on this podcast um around uh i think want to say earlier this year and um she and i are planning a a spiritual healing group session together uh in the spring once i can get the barn cleaned but anyhow so um, I was just so fascinated by that class and, um, you know, and, and just the different perspectives that people have in terms of understanding the world around them. And so that's one reason that um, I also love watching documentaries about serial killers and um, paranormal shows and things like that, just because I love to see why people are the way that they are and how their life's experiences have shaped them. And so for me, this was just the coolest thing ever. And I don't even honestly remember what a Northwest with a strong E means. Um, But I would be curious to take this test now, um, five years later, six years later, um, to see if I still come up with the same score. Because I was in a very different place in life in 2016 than I am now. And I allude to this, and it was interesting that I just went right from medicine wheel into childhood problems um, and making the connection. And so, so I'm right in that my childhood did influence the way that um, I am. You know, all of our life experiences influence us the way that we are. And so uh, how we react to those experiences is where the choice comes in the, the, the act of free will. And so at this point though, I was very much, um, in, in a blaming and a victim state around the childhood experiences that I had. And, and you can tell by this entry that, you know, I'm, I'm not happy about them, but there's the thing is I couldn't go back and change them. So, so, um, in some ways, the reason I question, you know, if my results would still be the same is because um, at this point, I was in my head a lot. If you're a regular listener and you've listened to previous episodes, you know that each journal entry, I'm so in my head, in my head about being a good mom, in my head about being a good spouse, in my head about, um, you know, being a good employee at Wilmington University. I was in my head about, taking care of all the household duties that I had on a day-to-day basis. The list just goes on and on for all the ways that I was in my head. And being in my head really um, limited my ability to be present in the moment and those at that time. But it also really propelled me to always be looking ahead. Always looking ahead to figure out if I was going to have time if I was going to have, you know, everything that I need, if, if I was going to be late or rushing or, or whatever. I was just always looking ahead, trying to figure out how to just not be in that present moment. Looking ahead to make sure that I was always going to be uh, seen as worthy. I was always going to be in a position to, to receive love and there would be no possibility for criticism, rejection, um, anything negative. And so, uh, and in in that regards, then, I wasn't really allowing myself to be vulnerable either. Always looking ahead was really a defense mechanism. It was a protective measure so that I I could be prepared to not get hurt because I always felt that it was inevitable. Someone was always going to do something to hurt me and I was just never safe. And so... Um, And and my childhood did shape shape me to be a fighter, which is very similar to the word of warrior. I think a warrior, though, is someone who is more um, reserved in the fight. They are selective in the battles that they take on, and they approach things from a heart-centered place, whereas a fighter sometimes can be more loud, boisterous, um, puffing their chest before someone else can get to them. And so, um, I was in that place and not to say that every person who's like fighting the fight is those characteristics, but I definitely was, uh, when I was in fighter mode, because I always felt like I had to prove myself. I always felt like I had to, uh, make sure that everyone saw me in the best light. And I always felt like I was only always five steps behind everyone else. And if I wasn't fighting, I was going to get left behind or take a, taken advantage of or screwed over in some way, shape, or form. And so that fight was always there, especially um, very early on when I left the abusive relationship I was in. Oh, the chip on my shoulder then was so big and the fight was real. Anytime I felt it would been remotely threatened, I was ready to literally throw down with someone, sometimes verbally, rarely physically. but. There were several times when I was out with my girlfriends, um, you know, on a Friday night at a local dance club, and there was a guy there who was being too pushy and, you know, wouldn't accept no for an answer, and I had no qualms about getting in his face or grabbing his arm and, you know, shoving him away. Totally in a different place now. I would never in a million years do that or even think to do that, but it was just always being in this defense mechanism, this defense mode, this... Um, you're I'll get you before you get me kind of place. And I wasn't necessarily there so much in 2016, but more in coming from a place of like I had to fight against these childhood experiences and the impact they were having on me because I did not want to continue living the way that I was doing the things that I was because I was miserable. I had such a short fuse. I was lashing out. I just was really not an enjoyable person to be around. And so I just wanted to do everything I could to, t- to take the childhood trauma and really flip it on its head so that I was no longer a victim. I just was really struggling with how to make that happen. And so I was really focused on um, all the negative feelings that I had associated with the childhood trauma. And I was really focused on the what ifs. What if I didn't have those traumatic experiences in childhood? Then I probably wouldn't have ended up in an abusive relationship in high school. And then if I hadn't ended up in that abusive relationship in high school, I probably would have gone to college right away. I would have done study abroad. You know, the list of what-ifs was a million miles long, but it didn't change any of the experiences that I had. And it certainly wasn't changing how I approached my day-to-day existence. And then the feeling of what could have been, I just felt like if I didn't have those childhood experiences, I could have maybe been something else, something different, as if there was something defective or flawed about me, or as if I had missed out on opportunities in life. But looking back now, though, those experiences really did shape me. And they shaped not only my life, but they shaped me in who I am today. And without those experiences, I wouldn't be who I am today. So Now, I have a different perspective. I'm very much appreciative of those experiences, even though they were hard. They were awful. I would never want to relive them ever again. I wouldn't want my worst enemy to go through some of the things that I went through, not just in childhood, but in my teen years too. And so I had to flip this switch and rewrite the narrative around the what ifs and the what could have beens, and, you know, and. Stop saying like, oh, this is so awful. I can't believe this happened to me. But instead say, you know what? This isn't great. It's not great that it happened. Could I go back and change it? Actually, probably not. I probably wouldn't go back in time and change things. Um, But what I could do is take the lesson from it and take the lesson from what I learned at the Medicine Wheel class, which I'm going to have more information on Medicine Wheel because I just think it's a, you know, the... Enneagram is super popular. It's just another version of that. I've taken the disc and I really like the disc. It's super clear. It really provides a lot of clarity into our personality. Um, but I, I want to start tapping into more of the spiritual aspects of the healing journey um, because they're equally as important. And I think a lot of times they get pushed to the wayside. And most of the focus is on the physical and the emotional or the mental aspects of the healing journey. But the spiritual is so important too because that's really what makes us a whole person. And so, um, you know, when I mentioned goals, Joel says that God has our life planned for us. And we have experiences for a reason. You don't have to believe. Now I use the word universe. I don't listen to Joel much anymore um, because I've realized that... I need not more than that, but just a different version of spirituality, although I do think that some of Joel's messages are really amazing and powerful and insightful, and I do get his daily devotional emailed to me every day, and I do read them, and um, sometimes they're not relevant, but sometimes they are, and they're great, and I, you know, it's a great way to start the day, just a little reminder of positivity and perspective, um, even though I wrote that I believed wholeheartedly that the universe has our life planned for us and we have the experiences that we do for a reason it was still such a hard concept to grasp I just could not um, see it as a positive thing in that moment it was such a struggle because I was feeling really hateful and disappointed almost that I had those experiences it made me feel like something was wrong with me you know, why couldn't I have had quote-unquote a normal life Why couldn't I have had no trauma, no obstacles, no setbacks? Why couldn't I? You know, I went to school with people and thought, oh my gosh, their life is so perfect. Their parents are still married. You know, it's not fair that they don't have the problems that I have. But I've seen people from elementary school and high school years later, and they've had their own struggles. Maybe not then. But as they grew up, they had their own struggles and their own obstacles to overcome. So I just had this unrealistic perspective that some people have lives with no struggles or no challenges or no obstacles, but that's just, um, if that is true, I question the validity of it because I think everybody has obstacles and challenges, whether they're big or small is maybe the distinguishing factor, but I just really needed to embrace even though I said I believed it wholeheartedly that the things that happened that I experienced happened for a reason. And because of them, I was where I was and I was actually pretty like life had turned out pretty good. I mean, life is still okay. Um, because I have a different perspective on it now. So like if I had stayed in the abusive relationship, I'm almost certain I probably would not be alive at this moment because I'm almost certain that my ex-boyfriend at one point in time would have killed me because the abuse was escalating so badly. And so, um, or if I, if I was, I would have financial struggles out the wahoo. Um, just not good. Kid, multiple kids that I couldn't take care of which I hate to say this, but perhaps would have lost custody of them because I wouldn't have had the financial means to care for them because um, in addition to the physical abuse spiraling out of control, his drug addiction was spiraling out of control and literally was sucking me financially dry. And at the, when I finally left him, I was working three minimum wage jobs. And back in 2001, 2002, Minimum wage was like seven fifty an hour, so working three jobs making seven fifty an hour, I still wasn't getting very far, um, and so I really had no um, financial stability at that point. And I, I definitely would not to this day if I did not change and leave that situation. So when I look at you know where I was in 2016 to where I could have been if I hadn't made a change, life was good. I mean, by all definitions, it was a success. I had overcome the obstacles and I was moving forward but I just was so focused on the negative traumatic experiences that I couldn't see that. I couldn't see on the other side of them to see actually where I, I was in that moment. And so I hope that you're looking forward to additional spiritual information in terms of medicine wheel, crystals, chakras, Reiki, access consciousness, you name it, um, because I'm gonna start sharing more and more about them. And also, if you are feeling like you're struggling and you need help um, overcoming the obstacles in life right now, please feel free to DM me or email me. I would love to do a chat. I am now accepting um, three one-on-one coaching clients, so I'd be happy to go over and chat with you about that. what that would look like. I also am in the process of writing a few courses and developing a group pr- group program. So there are lots of things to come, which I'm so super excited. But I want to thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to this uh, to the episode today. Um, please feel free to leave a review if you um, found this episode helpful. I read all the reviews and I take the feedback from them, and I use that to make, the podcast the best that it can be, but also to ensure that you're getting exactly what you need from this podcast, because I really want this to be a one-stop shop for um, resources and support for you on your journey, um, not just with healing trauma, but just with motherhood in general, um, because there is the saying, it takes a village. And also, if you thought this was helpful and a friend might benefit, please feel free to share it with them. The more the merrier. And I just want to thank you again for tuning in. I'm so appreciative of your support and I can't wait to see you next week.